Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Hi, everyone. It's, it's the 15th of uh, January, and it is 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. And it is our privilege to have with us the USA Watch today, and their faithful leader, Kim Almer, will introduce our special guest today, our special, actually, teacher. Actually, I'm just going to say a high five to you, Deborah, because she, she is an amazing teacher. You'll all be blessed. I'm turning it over to you, Kim. There you all go. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome, everyone, and to this uh, day. And yeah, I realize it's in Jerusalem time. It's actually January 16th, but that's okay. The rest of us are still late on our USA time. I'm very privileged to uh, introduce Deborah Boggs, and she is our central time zone coordinator for the USA Watch, but she's one of our amazing leaders. We have several. Deborah is just really special to me because we co-coordinate together, but she's also like my right-hand person for the USA Watch, and I just really appreciate her. I know, as uh, Sue said, she does have a teaching gift, and she has something that the Lord has laid upon her, her uh, heart about the corporate Issachar anointing, so I'm going to let her speak into that. So without further ado, go ahead, Deborah. Thank you. Hi, everyone, and greetings from the frozen tundra of South Texas. <laughs> it's, it's 23 degrees here Fahrenheit and feels like 10 with the wind, so we're all just hunkered down and but I send greetings, and some of you all are in climates that I know you deal with this a lot, and you're probably like, whatever, it's only for two days in Texas, but it's a big deal to us. Anyway, I'm just grateful to be here and just to be asked to share, and I'm going to speak on becoming a corporate Issachar and just spend a little time talking about that, and then we want to make sure we have some time for prayer and comments. After that, Kim has, we're just going to go into worship, have a worship song, and then we'll dive right in. So Lord, I know that is the heart cry of every single person on this call, of the people, of the watchmen, God, that we would be found faithful, that you keep us steady before your eyes and before your gaze. God, because you are steady, you are faithful, you are unmovable and unshakable. And because you are and we are in you, Jesus, we can be as well. So I just, I thank you. That's our heart cry. But I thank you that we do it with you and in you. And Lord, I just, I thank you for each one on this line. I thank you for those who will listen later. God, I thank you for what you are sharing on this as we start this week with the end time call of the watchman. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Welcome everybody again, those of you who have joined since we just started a few minutes ago. I want to go right into my slides and I'll start, um, I'll share that and then I'll bring up my topic again. Here we go. Okay. Can everybody see that? It's coming. It's loading, Deb. Loading. There it is. Okay. Awesome. There you go. Okay. My topic is becoming a corporate Issachar. And I'll just start off just personally. We, a lot of us, we hear, you hear about the tribe of Issachar, the sons of Issachar and all that's around that. And that's just been a personal 
prayer of mine to the Lord that I would grow in discernment and understanding and knowledge of what Israel ought to do. And it's, it's been a personal desire and I've had it, I've prayed it out. I've studied it. I've had it prayed over me, blessed me with that anointing, all those things. And, and then as, as Sue asked me uh, to share this week, as we're in this, uh, the third week of the 21 days, and this is the, um, on the end time call of the watchman, I felt like as I was pondering this Issachar anointing, I just felt like the Lord wanted to share, just reveal some things about becoming a corporate Issachar as a watch. Why Issachar? And what I did was I, when I started and she asked me to share, it's wide open and I appreciate that. Here's the theme and share as the Lord leads. So what I thought I would do was go to the Global Watch website and, you know, there's the three calls uh, of the watchman. And I just wanted to read, what does the Global Watch say? What is the end time call of the watchman? And so it's just, it's a short paragraph and that's really what kind of launched me into this. And so I'm just going to read it to orient us all around what we are, who we are as a watch. And it says, as times are intensifying and the end time prophetic landscape unfolds, God is calling forth watchmen skilled in discerning the times and seasons. They understand the import of their role and the centrality of Israel and Israel 1925 nations in God's end time plan. They know their place individually and corporately and discern the authority structures in which they walk as their declarations are an ecclesia expression in the earth. And we just heard an excellent presentation on ecclesia by Dr. Tom Schleter recently. The end time movement of watchmen is being released to prepare the way for the rule and reign of Jesus. And so as I was reading this and the very first sentence says, God is calling forth watchmen skilled in discerning the times and seasons. I thought, okay, there's my confirmation. There's my topic. And Issachar, I feel like if, as we understand the corporate Issachar anointing, that God is wanting to sharpen us as watchmen, individual, there's always an individual call, right? Just like we've talked about, but there's, this is the corporate piece. I feel like he wants to sharpen us as a watch. And also that as we increase and grow and pursue this corporate anointing, that it is a safeguard in the days we're in, safeguard against deception against the things Sue shared about, I guess it was last week, about betrayal and offense and accusation and all of those things. So I, I just feel like there's both of those things that, that we can glean from. And then as we look at the, what the corporate Issachar distinctives are, there are distinctives we can apprehend. But I also feel like there is a grace right now to increase in this anointing. And that's why I wanted to share because, you know, when Jesus talks about beware of deception and falling away and lawlessness and all of the things that are happening and that are yet coming, it's, it would be easy if we didn't know, it would be easy. Some people would just fall into fear with this kind of message. But we know that when the Lord is, and he says, I've told you in advance, I've given you this warning, I'm preparing you and I'm telling you in advance. And so we know if there's warnings in things coming that he's telling us about, that there's also, he has solutions. He has ways for us to not fall away, to not fall into deception, to not let our love grow cold. So that's why I feel like right now there's a grace to increase in this um, because of what's happening in the earth. 
And real briefly, if you don't know who Issachar is in the Bible, just wanted to highlight a couple of points. And let me just start off by saying this at the beginning. I have lots of scripture references in my slides, partly because I want to make sure I'm holding true to scripture. But also, what I'm sharing is just an unfolding, I feel like it's been an ongoing study for me. It's something that's unfolding. And I do feel like there's prophetic application that I'm going to share, but we only know in part and we prophesy in part. So I really would appreciate and welcome your insights, your just your comments on this, whether it's right now as we're as I'm talking in the chat or just you know an ongoing thing, because I, I feel like there's a lot more to glean. And we are a prophetic company, we're a prophetic people. And so I know a lot of you have something that's going to resonate with this. So if you feel like you want to dig into this study a little more, I'm given all the scripture references. And so that's, it's not exhaustive. So I'm just giving those kind of disclaimers up at the front, but I welcome your comments and insights. So Issachar was the ninth son of Jacob and his, his fifth son by Leah. And Issachar, the tribe was the ninth tribe listed in numbers one. And the name Issachar, we know there's always significance in, in the meaning of names. And so I wanted to just break that down at the front. Issachar means there is recompense or he will bring a reward. And the two root words, and I won't try to say Issachar in Hebrew, it's a little, it's a little different. But the two root words, the first one is Nasah, and that means to support, to bear up, to exalt, to endure, and to assist. And then Sakar means wages, benefit, reward. And I thought this was interesting. It also figuratively refers to of a people won back by warfare. So I thought, oh, prophetic people, we're just going to be all over that, right? And Issachar had many offspring. So there were many generations. There were many voices. And I feel like this is where we can grab onto prophetically what Issachar carried. I'm also going to say I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm not a Hebrew scholar. I love the Bible. I love studying Hebrew words. So I'm going to share what some of those words mean. But again, would love more insight if you have that. All right. So the probably the most familiar reference to the sons of Issachar, one, the one that most of us know, would be this from this passage in 1 Chronicles 12. And it's speaking of David's army, of the men who came to David in Hebron, when he, they came by the tribes. And, and so First Chronicles 12 lists each tribe and how many men, and sometimes it lists some attributes of them. Sometimes it just gives a number. And it says day by day, men came to David to help him until there was a great army, like the army of God. And then a little further down in that passage, it specifically lists the sons of Issachar. And it says they were men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do. And it's interesting that all these tribes were listed and how many men came and but only the sons of Issachar had this distinctive only they were this is like one of the longest descriptions of all the tribes who came to help David so right there is just a real distinctive and something I wanted to pursue and pay attention to breaking down some of these words the first distinctive of the corporate Issachar anointing is the, the, the watchmen are ones who understand, and this is the word dina. I think I'm saying that right. It means wisdom and discernment, times, and it's pronounced eighth, 
we're not just, it's just not talking about general time, just any old time. It refers to a certain time, an event, or a season of time. And I put in parentheses time gate. That's a word we've been using a lot because just because of what's unfolding in Israel, but also in, in the nations. So I think the, the time gate connection is very key for the corporate Issachar anointing. That word knowledge is yada, and we've talked about this uh, quite a bit before, but it means perception, to know by experience, to recognize or be acquainted with. It's, it isn't just like I have no, I've, I read it in a book or I have factual intellectual knowledge. It's that I've, I've experienced it and so therefore I know it. It's a very intimate knowing and it's a very special type of knowledge. And then Israel, just to remind us all, the name and the word Israel means God will prevail. So putting that all together here, this is that scripture again from 1 Chronicles 12, of the sons of Issachar, men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do. And so the bullet points that I'm bringing forth on each of these slides, this is the prophetic application I feel for the Issachar watchmen as a corporate application. <clears throat> Issachar Watchmen are a prophetic company. This is a community. This, it's not a man who understood the times or a special man who only one man had this understanding and knowledge. These were men, and we understand, of course, we're talking men and women, but these, this was a company of people who were uh, prophetic. They were discerning, watchful, aware, see the bigger picture, know Israel's prophetic timeline and are strategic. And so this is the first distinctive that I want us to grab onto. And then the next one, again, it's not exhaustive. There's a lot more references in the scriptures to Issachar, but I just pulled a few to highlight. This is the blessing of uh, Jacob from Genesis 49 over each of his sons. And he said, Issachar is a strong donkey crouching between the sheepfolds. When he saw that his resting place was good and his portion pleasant, he bowed his shoulder to bear burdens and became a slave at forced labor. Now, I'm reading this, and I read it in several different versions because I was reading this going, this doesn't really sound like the kind of blessing, like a typical thing you think was a blessing from your father. So I, I was just trying to understand and glean. And again, just prophetically, this is my little takeaway. Issachar watchmen carry strength with humility. Because a donkey, it says Issachar is a strong donkey, but a donkey is a, a lowly animal and a beast of burden, it's called. They have servant hearts. They are protective because I was reading something that said donkeys will lie down in the sheepfolds. It, it, and there's a protective aspect to that, which I didn't know about that before. But they're crouching low and they're burden bearers because it says they bow, he bows his shoulder to bear burden. So you have to go low to come up under a burden to lift it up. And so this is that word nasa from the name Issachar again, ones who lift up. So this is the prophetic sort of takeaway. Burden bearers, ones who lift up, but there's strength with humility. And I think that's really important for us as a corporate Issachar. Another one is when we're, they're talking in Numbers 2, describing the positions of the tribes around the tabernacle in the wilderness. And the, they were positioned in groups of tribes of three, groups of three tribes. What am I trying to say? 
three on the east, three on the west, three on the north, three on the south. And the tabernacle, the presence of the Lord was the cloud was in the center. And then when the cloud began to move, the presence of God and the glory of God, the cloud began to move. Then Israel knew, okay, time to pack up, time to move. God is leading us and we're going to follow. On the east was uh, this scripture here. Those who camp on the east side of the tabernacle next to Judah shall be the tribe of Issachar. And then comes the tribe of Zebulun. They shall set out first. And so we've talked a lot. We know Judah would lead out in battle, right? Judah goes first. The praise and the worship goes first. All of those sort of prophetic understandings. But we need to know that Issachar and Zebulun also were, were grouped with Judah, and they all set out first together. So they saw the cloud, they followed, and they led the way for the rest of Israel, for the rest of the tribes. The prophetic application here is that Issachar watchmen discern the presence, the movement, and the timing of God to help lead the way under the banner of the Lion of Judah, which I call a worship warfare strategy. It talks about in numbers around the tribes that each grouping of three had a, a standard or a banner, a flag. And it doesn't say that the lion was on this flag. This was more of a rabbinic interpretation later. But it makes sense that Judah is described in the blessing as a lion, right? And we know the lion of Judah has triumphed. And so I feel like there's a triumphant picture of the, the triumph and the power of a worship warfare strategy. But it has to do with discerning the presence and leading the way in the timing of God. Another distinctive of corporate Issachar is uh, a region, a territory, inheritance, you could even say influence. And this is described in Joshua 19 in this passage. And some really key land in Israel was part of Issachar's inheritance. The Jezreel Valley, Mount Tabor, Kishon River, Shunem, and the, the total of the land bordered the Jordan to the east. And so we think about the Jezreel Valley. Of course, we think about Ahab and Jezebel and the showdowns there, right, with their palace and all that happened there. We, Naboth's vineyard is in the Jezreel Valley. Megiddo and a lot of really key strategic battles. Mount Tabor and the Kishon River are mentioned in Judges 5, 4 and 5, when Deborah and Barak go out to war against and, and are victorious against Sisera, who had been oppressing Israel for, um, I forget if it was 20 or 40 years. <coughs> Excuse me. But the, because this land is in the inheritance of Issachar, it's thought that Deborah and Barak were, were of this tribe of Issachar, which I think is significant as judges. There's another judge, I forget his name, in Judges 10. He is also of the tribe of Issachar. So two, at least two Issacharites that we know of were leaders in Israel during that period of the judges. So the next bullet point is just Issachar watchmen steward fertile land because, you know, the Jezreel Valley is like Israel's breadbasket, if I'm not mistaken. Steward fertile land and places of strategic battles and victories for Israel. So I think that's key. And then this in distinct is, since we're talking about the end time call of the watchmen, the end time import, and I could say so much, I just, I didn't want to have 10 more slides. 
So I just really boiled it down to just three points of the end time import of the corporate Issachar anointing. And it goes back, the first one is knowledge, and it's the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Jesus. And the knowledge, if we know him, then we know his ways, right? And that's what Issachar could discern was the ways of God because they knew God. The knowledge of God, specifically knowing Jesus, is a safeguard against the deception and the falling away that Jesus warns about in many passages. I just pulled out a few. <coughs> Excuse me. But as we remain and, and keep ourselves in the knowledge of God, um, then this John 17, 3, where I put fruit next to it, that's the fruit of that's the fruit of this knowledge, staying in the knowledge of God. And it says that Jesus said, this is in his prayer, in the high priestly prayer, he says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And so there's a safeguard against deception and falling away that Jesus warns us about. And the next one is community, because this is a corporate. Again, it's very key to have the knowledge of God and in community. And that is a safeguard against lawlessness and, and many other things, of course. Um, but Jesus has said, and I've been in Matthew 24 a lot, maybe you can tell, but I've been reading that. And uh, he says, because lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold. And I'm like, I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to fall away. I don't want to fall into lawlessness. I don't want my love to grow cold. That's the real, that's the real uh, safeguard is against that. And he talks about that in Matthew 24, 12. So Philippians 1, 9, the fruit of that community safeguard is that Paul says, I pray that your love may abound more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. So that's the fruit of community as a corporate Issachar. And then the last one I chose to highlight, again, there could be so many, but was uh, I chose endurance, enduring till the end and standing. So Ephesians 6, 14 is a part of that spiritual warfare prayer. And it just says, stand firm, therefore. And uh, it's listing, of course, all of the pieces of armor and how we are to stand against the, the schemes um, and the, the spiritual warfare that comes against us to be able to stand and not just stand in a general sense, but standing with Israel right? Because that's really, that's the key right there, but standing for righteousness, standing for truth, standing for God. And Matthew 24, 13 says, I didn't write that one down, but blessed is he who endures to the end, he will be saved or something like that. And then in Revelation 7, 7, the tribe of Issachar is mentioned among the tribes. And in 21, 12 is talking about the 12 gates in the new Jerusalem. It doesn't mention Issachar specifically, but it we know they're there. It says it represents the 12 tribes. This is, I'm not going to read all these. This is a, a summary, and I added a couple of things of the corporate Issachar distinctives that I've been that I've been unpacking. And uh, there's a few you'll see that have a scripture reference after them. And those are ones I didn't, I just didn't go into detail because I was trying to, um, you know, pare it down a little bit. But I would, if you want to take a screenshot of that, or I could send it out later or something, I just feel like this, and this is, again, not exhaustive, but I feel like it really describes the corporatist car anointing and that which, the, that which the Lord, I believe, is inviting us 
to apprehend is inviting us to move and increase and and go together into so i think it's a i think it's it describes the watch it actually describes a lot of the, our core values it describes a lot of who we are already but again a grace to increase right now against all of the other things the darkness that's increasing this is a grace to increase in the things of god so i hope that makes sense this last slide says receive the corporate i'm going to turn this back over to sue in just a sec i asked her and also ken if you've got something to share too i i wanted our watch leadership directors to to release this or pray this over us or however they choose to do it if if you're if you would like to receive that i feel like corporately we were to receive this tonight and so i wanted to just read this this is an exhortation to you from second chronicles 15 7. it says but you be strong that's that word hazak again just like you heard about in joshua be strong and do not lose courage for there is reward for your work and that word reward remember is sakar that's one of the root words of isakar so be strong do not lose courage there is reward for your work and so this is my prayer declaration here as i close this part of the call i say let us be a prophetic company who know god and discern the times and seasons who partner with heaven to contend for the purposes of God to prevail for Israel. Remember, Israel means God will prevail and the nations and prepare the way for King Jesus to reign on the earth. Amen. I was just trying to look up the, the courage, if that was the same as the one in Joshua. Be strong and of good courage. I oh my gosh, the that's the one that popped in my head too, Sue. The Joshua 1 9, be strong and courage. Have I not come in at you? Mm -hmm. Do not be afraid. Um, yeah. yeah, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid uh, for well, the Lord to be with you. The be strong is Hazak. I did not look up the word courage. That that would be interesting to well, look at. Yeah. I, I'll look it up real quick here. I'm just in the process of that. But I think that word is the word Amas. Mm. And that's courage. And the opposite of that is Hamas, violence. Oh, wow. That's and, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and Joshua 1 9 was the Haftarah reading on October 7th going into the 8th. I heard you say that last, was that last yeah. night? Yeah. Oh. Getting ding donged with this verse. <laughs> I know. It came up and I thought, okay, I think this needs to be shared. Um, and why did, when Joshua, he said, how many times did God tell him, be strong and courageous? Four times in a few verses. Oh. And it's like, why? Because he knew he was going to need it because the temptation is to fall into fear or violence or lawlessness or right. So I, wow, that's really interesting. I appreciate you sharing that. I just want to, why just look at that up? I just have a couple of comments, Deborah, and thank you for this teaching. Cause what's, what came to me as you were sharing the characteristics and something I hadn't seen before is Issachar and sorry, Jacob's blessing over him him being a strong donkey donkeys are they bond with the livestock they're extremely protective they'll stand on coyotes wild dogs they they will not allow that predator near the livestock oh interesting um, i did not know that 
And then the other thing that was coming to me as you were flashing the characteristics, this morning I woke up and that verse, Joshua 1, 9, this thing when that Sue was talking about was just burning. And when, and Joshua, he had that relationship with the Lord, which is what you were saying about Issachar, because he wouldn't ever leave the tent. He stayed, even when Moses had gone, he stayed. And so he developed that relationship he knew the Lord would be with him. And so there's just something with that about Issachar as you were sharing the characteristics that I believe we are to carry into this, into this season. It's Thank really you. interesting you pointed that up because I, the one, one of the blessing that I didn't share is Moses when Moses blessed the tribes in Deuteronomy 33, and he blessed Issachar and Zebulun together. Like Issachar and Zebulun travel together almost all the way through scripture. But he said, Zebulun goes out and Issachar remains in his tent. And each, so each one had an assignment. So that's just interesting. You're connecting that as well. And I thought, I'd, again, cut it for time, but that's really helpful and confirming. Thank you. I think it's interesting that God would send send out Judah and the people that knew the times and the seasons. What that's mm -hmm. such a powerful wisdom strategy. Yeah. I agree. Wow. This is um a, a really interesting I was very curious about what you were gonna say because I don't know how many got caught up in this, but last week we had we were leading our church in you know the week of prayer that they have and <clears throat> anyway on thursday i went into the room uh, before anybody else in the i haven't been in this kind of a presence oriented place for a while let's put it that way but the presence of god was so heavy i could i i almost fell on my face and I got up to lead the, try to lead this group. The place was packed when people got in there. And I was just not in that space of talking with anybody. But uh, I went into, I, I started weeping. And I would have travailed if I felt like it would have been kosher to do, <laughs> to do that in front of my pastor. <laughs> uh, God forgive me. Um, but it didn't stop there. It kept going throughout the whole day. I was in and out of this travail. And I put a note in the chat. And all of a sudden, it popped up about five, six other people saying the same thing. So I, my question is, what is God forming here? And we aren't even in the same proximity. But yet God is releasing something in the earth. So, Father, I'm calling out this company as an Issachar company. We must have that. Lord, it cannot be done by might nor by power, but only by your spirit. God, forgive us when we try to think things through. And we think and we think and we think you out of the picture. God, open our eyes to the new thing that you're doing. Help us see and understand the times and the seasons that are upon us. I pray for this corporate Issachar anointing. 
forgive us, God, when we put our foot in and try to manage things ourselves without seeking you. I thank you that you've given us a company of people out there. I look across and they're all carrying swords and a shield. Father, I thank you that our swords are going to sharpen one another to keep us on the wall and keeping us from the from the soft voice of deception that likes to ease in and pull us off track. I thank you, Father, for the gracious words that are going to be released to help each other stay on target, sharper than a double-edged sword, dividing the soul and the spirit with our understanding. Father, I thank you for these watchmen. I pray for an anointing tonight to expand our understanding, being sharpened by one another, God. How vital this is for the kingdom, God. I don't know about you, but I just feel and see this sort of golden oil coming down over us. Lord, help us receive it tonight as a corporate call. Thank you for this precious oil, this deposit of your kingdom, releasing new revelation and insight for the times ahead. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Lord is you just pour that oil all over us tonight and over all the nations represented here and what we call the global watch and those that we were connected with and couldn't be on today i'm just reminded of that verse at joshua 1 9 that it's both a commandment and a promise and that issachar that corporate anointing is born out of relationship that being a servant leader being one who can discern the times and seasons, being one who protects and watches must first come from our good shepherd, the one who first and our good servant leader who modeled it first for us in Jesus. And that is when we have joined our life to his and allowed that his spirit to flow through us and allowed all those things that our flesh to die within us, but, but simply to be aligned. Then we flow in that corporate anointing. And Lord, I'm reminded that you have placed gifts within each and every one of us. And that there is such a synergy, a beautiful tapestry that is weaved when we come together and we bring that peace, that which you have instilled within us, and we release it as one. It's beautiful. And for such a time as this, as you were speaking, you said, for such a time as this, I have created you. I have instilled you, and I have put you in your nation. Because for this time, I am calling my people into their rightful place to come up higher, to see as I see, 
to decree what I decree and to manifest the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus said the kingdom of God is near you. He came to bring that revelation of what it means to be true sons and daughters right here, right now on planet earth because he gave dominion to us and this is ours to rule on behalf of the kingdom of God, on behalf of our king. So Lord, teach us your ways. Help us to stand and in our identity and, and to release that, to see that transformation occur in our cities and our nations at every level and every culture mountain. We want to see your glory manifested. Mm -hmm. We want to see people come to the knowing grace of your salvation and to fully embrace who you are. We give you praise and honor because it is a great privilege to partner with you. We just bless these faithful ones who are willing to stand like donkeys <laughs> against the predators. <laughs> and they will, we will not back down or back up <laughs> in Jesus' name. Excuse me, Kim, but you'll never live that one down. <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> okay. So, should we release people to pray, Deb, or what would you like to do? I don't know. What do you feel like we should do? I think prayer would be good. Do you want me to just have people raise their hands? Yeah. yeah. Somebody have something, go ahead and raise your hand or unmute and go for it. And I will say, I know Shirley had mentioned when we were just gathering that, that there was a, a particular need for uh, some healing prayer for quite a few of the watchmen. So I, I want to make sure to make some time for that. Shirley, if you would just leave that out when you feel like it, we've got what, 12, 13 minutes left. So I guess, yeah, go ahead, raise your hand if you have a, a comment or uh, just want to pray into this. I'm, I just was going back and looking at some of the comments. I'm loving this insight. This is what I really wanted was to continue to have this conversation. And let's just mine the scripture for just the gold and the revelation, because I know there's, I know there's so much here. So thank you all for what you're contributing. I'm loving all the donkey references. Like I had no idea a donkey so much about donkey, but this is Issachar, a strong donkey. And I'll, let me just add this real quick. When I was showing that and talking about there's a strength, but with a humility, almost like a meekness, like Jesus, it's strength brought under control. But I was thinking about something Fred said last night when we were talking about coming as the Gentile church, as friends, as Ruth to Israel. And he said something like, we're not trying to tell Israel what to do. We're, we're coming alongside, we're bearing up, we're encouraging, we have your back, we're all those things. And so I was even thinking about the scripture about Issachar where it said, and they had knowledge of what Israel ought to do or should do. And that's like, and the scripture doesn't say they were very knowledgeable and prophetic and they told Israel what to do. So there's no arrogance in this at all. It's actually, there's a great humility in carrying this anointing. So I wanted to just bring that forth and Fred had brought that forth last night, but thank you. Thank you for that prayer and, and releasing that Sue and Kim. That's, it's so powerful. Okay. So Molly has her hand raised. So go ahead, Molly. 
Yes, I'm just really undone and just really overwhelmed because I just uh, came back with a, a meeting from one of our indigenous apostolic leaders and I, I, I was catching up with her after a significant number of months uh, from and I gave her the book Ecclesia Rising and I uh, was speaking about the very same things that you just shared and that wow. she was <laughs> talking about and saying she's a she's one of the aboriginal in fact she is the apostle who, and prophet who actually prophesied just before that hunger tanga volcano erupted she was the one who prophesied on the the prophetic council over here and in three hours after that that whole thing happened and that uh, prophetic dateline and the lambs wave and this whole thing just unfolding. So we were catching up and with the World Prayer Assembly and everything. So she's, she and the other, there's another indigenous lady who's also a prophetess and she prophesied about this wave of glory with the blood in, in the, of the blood of Jesus washing Australia and the nations with the blood and healing deep wounds of the land and the people's hearts. So we were just synchronizing all these things and then uh, how God is putting everything together and the Lord showing and she was saying, Molly, we need prophetic watchmen. And I was talking to her about the Issachar watchman and, <laughs> and how good that I just walk in to Global Watch and you're talking exactly the same and confirming I'm just like, I'm really undone. And so I'm just saying, thank you, Lord, that what your spirit is saying uh, to your leadership and to the Global Watch leadership, to Deborah, to Lord who's bringing a word in season for us, the strategic keys that we need to have and enforcing that this was just not another coffee table talk, but it's something you're honing our city into coming into alignment with you with the strategic ways of God. So Father, we just humble ourselves. And many times when we said, Lord, I will be your donkey, help me to carry you not understanding what the donkey means is such a powerful connotation It'll be a burden carrier for you now lord to hear your voice what is that responsibility and accountability before your throne holy spirit we bless you lord for your heart that you love us and you love each watchman here you love global watch you love your people you're raising up your apostolic prophetic leadership across the earth because, Lord, your goodness and your kingdom is advancing. It is advancing. It is increasing. You love your people, Israel, and putting the perspective, the Issachar distinctives, God, that we must know because this blessing was first given to Israel and how you're imparting that to us. And so, Lord, we receive this golden oil. We receive humbly from each other. We receive your goodness. And we, Lord, want to walk in that. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We receive and with gratefulness and thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Powerful, Molly. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Praying, Utah. 
go ahead and yes what comes to me it's really this reconciling aligning and also that the lord is crafted in and aligned to his way the way of the oil to receive it in full it's really a positioning us in receiving and receiving together and opening us up uh, for him what he pours into us and to get this deep revelation and to uh, go deeper with him because there he it can entrust us uh, what he is doing and then you really can see clearly and hear uh, correctly what he's saying and 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 the scripture he gave me was Hebrew 11 11 and 12 that is when Sarah lines up unto Abraham and then she they bear seed a heavenly seed was and and that even uh, fits to to the valley what you said before that the seeds of God will be burst forth into the earth. And I read the scriptures, Hebrew 11, 11, 12, through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as as the sand which is by the sea shore in innumerable so this there is an aligning sarah when she aligns to A abraham then there is a coming forth of sea that's really like um, israel and and we are uh, grafted in together and there is this there there is the from death to life is this a uh, promise in uh, Romans 11, Father, we thank you that you take us and craft us in and really yeah, you teach us the way of the oil that we can show others um, to do the way of the oil. And we, I thank you that's the work you are doing. And I pray that we give into, we lean into, we allow you to take us, to pick us up as your treasured jewels and treasured possession and, and build us together as one thing, one house, one temple for your glory, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Juta. Shirley, go ahead. When we were in Hernhut in August last year, the Lord laid specifically that there was healing that was going to be taking place. And Susan Rao, those of you who were there will remember that she prayed for healing. And the anointing that fell was incredible. Yes, I asked about the healing, but I really feel, I, I know Sue, you are overcoming <laughs> in Jesus' name. But I really feel that you carry that. And also being the, the, the founder, one of the founders of Global Watch, there's that mantle and that authority as well to pray over the Global Watch. So perhaps it would be better if you do that. You could pray for me. <laughs> I need healing. I've had this cold. <laughs> Just hanging on. But when we are weak, he is strong, right? So... Lord, thank you for the your precious presence tonight. And by your stripes, we are healed. I pray for every cell that's out of alignment, that is not operating in its right order, to come into alignment with the healing anointing of Jesus. 
bind every uh, distracting spirit over people. We bind it now in the name of Jesus, and we loose the order of God. And Father, I pray for all those who are suffering right now with the, all of the stuff that's floating around. Lord, that we would be strong and of good courage, knowing that you are with us. That you will never leave us or forsake us. And that day by day, you're making us stronger. We lean into your healing promises. In Jesus' name. And we seal this prayer in faith for the testimonies that shall come forth in Jesus' name. Hey, can I just say one thing? I want us all to consider that there may be that we're entering into a new corporate expression. What happened last week was not usual. And I started feeling it again today, reading um, a book that I think we're going to have for the start with the journey session. It started to happen again. But I think that we are in a very real time gate where there's very real potential to see some significant things this year. And we don't know the hour or the time. That's not what I'm saying, but we need to be prepared. Not only in wisdom and knowledge, but in integrity, in character, like Issachar was. Mm -hmm. It's all good. It's all going to be good. But again, there's something new that's coming on the earth right now in this. And we've not seen it or witnessed it before, but I feel like we are starting to as a corporate ecclesia. I don't know where this war is going, but right now it's ramping up. And I pray for everyone on this line to be strong and of good courage. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, everyone. It's two minutes after the hour. I think, Kim, do you want to have comments? Do you want to just close this out? I'm a, uh, yeah, I think we, we probably can close. I'm actually going to see if, if you would like to close us off since you didn't get a chance to pray. And I know you've got a powerful. Oh, unless you can't find your unmute button. <laughs> there we go. All good. <laughs> yes. The fact that you asked me is, is so interesting because I had something up and I was going to put my hand up for it. And I thought, no, no, this is not the time. But um, some time ago, the Lord gave me a vision of Samson taking that jawbone of a donkey. And it talks about the jawbone being freshly there was blood coming off of it and basically the thing is called the the article that I wrote is called what is your jawbone which could be what are your stones what are your five stones but just in in terms of the donkey I just want to mention this why a donkey a donkey can symbolize an enduring spirit fit for use by the Lord a gift that God could use if surrendered to him, it speaks of humility, faithful burden bearer, servant. This is confirmation of what was shared tonight, today. 
we read in the book of Matthew, Jesus came to Jerusalem, gentle and mounted on a donkey. So what is the relevance of a donkey? The Lord is saying, if you would yield and avail yourself to him, he would put at your disposal something that is seemingly so insignificant and yet able to overcome and demolish hordes of antagonists, onslaught and stumbling blocks that are put in your way, achieving great victories in him. So, Father, I just thank you for this incredible teaching by Deborah Boggs, Lord. Wow. Wow. Lord, there's just so much revelation here. The corporate Issachar. And as Susan was talking about a new corporate expression. Father, we just thank you that words that have been spoken and sowed here, Father, are falling on good ground, Father. And we thank you for a hundredfold harvest. Father, we thank you for fruit that this body, this company is rising up and stepping into the fullness of what it is that you've called us to at this time. We receive, Lord, what it is that you have for us. Lord, show us if there is anything, shine that heart deep into the crevices of our heart, of our soul, of our body, of our mind. Highlight the things that we need to deal with, that we need to get out the way. We receive, Lord, we receive this mandate. We receive it, Lord, and we will steward it in humility and obedience. In Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Thank you, Shirley, and all of God's people said. Amen. And so thank you. Confirmation Shirley. Job, Deborah. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.